The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Hello, yes, hello? Hello. Are you there? Check. What's your it's name? It's me, I'm Lane. I made it. It's me, Lupe. Loop, 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 loop. No one knows your joke, Warren. I know, dude. It's or, did you jokes. tell it on the podcast before? I think I did, yeah, but I, I did. won't get into it right yeah. now. Old coworker, she would answer the phone. It's me, Lupe. Or she would call me and I'd see, you know, hey, how's it going? It's me, Lupe. All right. Uh, welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. Uh, Mark. Brian is out tonight, but we have some questions to answer. We should get right into it. We're actually recording kind of late tonight. It's a wacky, wacky yeah. day. Wacky Wednesday. We've got a lot of questions, so that is a good thing. And we'll try to get to as many as we can. Um and usually we start with the oldest first, of course. Um, and I'm going to try to do that right now. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yeah. Um, Ditto's dad wants to know about when and where the next DWA rally is happening. And gosh, dang it, we don't quite know. But uh, it's on the... F- when we can do it, we will. And the rallies are already set up and ready to go. We just need to be able to like have some... I don't know socially acceptable group gathering rules and you know mm-hmm. it takes a little bit more planning these days with yeah. a pandemic but um things are looking better so they're definitely looking better i went to i stayed at a madonna inn last weekend oh it was you that went to Paso Robles? yeah so i stayed at the madonna inn which i've never stayed at before what the hell and, is you know wrong it's always you? been a goal <laughs> it's always been a goal of mine to go did there. you do caveman yeah. room no dude I, we got some um it was called Skyroom, and it was kind of cool because it had a staircase, and then it had this balcony above, and it had two beds up there. So it was pretty rad. So it had three <laughs> beds you in and the Heidi? place. No, it was my kids too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we were, you know, and they have the pool was open, and the restaurant was open. They had like a huge outside tent, which probably cost them a hundred grand to put up or say, you know, something that's great. Like, one of those giant ones. But and, that's a bummer because that restaurant is so iconic oh, for I know. being it's like so a cool. old, like seventies casino. Dude, Dude I, it's I, super cool. You, you, yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain here. I, I do not like that little restaurant. It's like, it's like a bad acid trip or something in there. It I really, mean, yeah, it, it's, it's ugly it's as red. fuck, it's but so, that's why it's rad. It's so bad. It's yeah, so I, over the, it's so bad. It's good right it's like the bathroom's all the crazy seats and all the seats are like these pink like soft fabric like round tables plants and, hanging yeah. over the booths and there's weird neon lights mm-hmm. and it's a trippy place yeah it's cool but but um staying there you're kind of like oh i could see this being a you know i mean the roads aren't great around there but like this could totally work as a rally spot because they had this outdoor seating area that was huge and you could definitely like have people eat there and yeah. uh, that that hotel has all the amenities you would need to stay at. Um, yeah, yeah. There's and, options out there for sure. It's just it is very difficult to call a place and be like, so how many can we have? Eighty people yeah. at your restaurant tonight, <laughs> you know, or like that night. By the way, and, that restaurant for dinner tried to go because we didn't make reservations. They're like, oh, we have an opening at ten o'clock. Like, oh my it, god, packed, dude. Like fully packed, and uh, hotel dude. was f- fully booked too. So wow, all right, yeah. Harry Shaw asks, is anyone ever going to make a quality summer tire in a 15-inch 944 size? Ooh. Uh, what about that uh, Extreme Contact Sport, Lane? Do they make those? In no, the they years? don't. Uh, oh, shit. 15s? No, they don't make it in 944 15-inch size, I don't believe. What, what that is would be it? A, that would be a 215-60-15. Dang, that's they a make weird that. one. That's for a stock, um, like a cookie-cutter wheel. Yeah, they might make it. For, yeah, they might make it for a fifteen. No, they don't make. I don't think they make it for a fifteen by eight either. So they don't. They don't make like a two twenty five 
50 or 55 15 which is what you would need i think or something like that because th- they only make like 205s and like vw fitment like honda fitment and stuff hmm. okay dang yeah because that yeah. yeah um there's a so i just found out about this tire there's a 215 50 15 it's a redestein it's called a sprint plus uh and it has a really cool tread i mean it, it looks you know very vintage um really nice sidewall like a rounded sidewall um or shoulder i should say also and um apparently they were specifically made for uh the or quattros in europe mm. um and oh weird, yeah i saw that yeah, yeah the weird thing about them though is that they are listed on tire rack as a grand touring summer tire which sounds super weak but yeah. i spoke with the pr guys and they said that tire rack mis um categorize the tire like that it's it's definitely more sporty than you would think it's definitely uh it's it's huh. more of a summer performance tire um but it looks great it's a 215 50 15 i mean um you know one option to look into uh but, so uh, small yeah. it's uh, the sidewall is so tiny right you need you're supposed to have a 60 on a 15 so. 60 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dang that's that that's a t- that's a tough one yeah um yeah. it's one of those things you know when you talk to these companies is they need a case to to make volume right and to be able to sell it you know so if it's if if a 944 is an oddball size and you know there aren't any other cars really that that they could you know that 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 use that size it's a very difficult thing to sell to a company but um but luckily you know a lot of these guys are starting to look into stuff in the 80s and 90s you know these sizes are becoming relevant because people are you know um care more about these things right they want quality tires and they also want the correct sizing which a lot of people didn't care about as much in the past because they were oversizing the wheels or whatever you know um they want stuff that's more correct uh because the cars are more appreciated so we feel you man i know i want to say on our on our route on our dwa um lemons car that we ran like 205 50 15s i want to say but Damn, and that was remember like that? that they were a 50 series for sure i don't know if it's 205 or 225 50 but they were the sidewall was way too small you know it, it worked fine for a fucking race car that were you know a beat up shitty race car but aesthetically it just wasn't a pleasing thing mm. to like have a smaller tire and have yeah. more wheel gap and uh and and it also fucks up you know your speedometer and all that stuff so i mean it makes it lower gearing which is kind of nice but you know yeah okay the quest continues then um rensberger says welcome to adulthood thanks man due to the recent repairs required it has become apparent the rad two-car solution doesn't always work out I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about, but something must have went down. Mm. What post Radwood era car would you buy for four to six thousand dollars as your backup vehicle? Mm. So this is going to be more of a reliable choice after the Radwood era. So that's two thousand and newer. Yeah, I have one. Mm. I have two actually. All right. I would say if you can buy basically like what Brian started with, a three thirty i. A manual 330i. His is a 2002, I think. Um, and uh, manual transmission, I know they do have some maintenance issues, but they're so well known. Everyone who either sells parts or works on those cars knows every freaking trick. And it's still fun. And it can do, you know, you can do a lot with it. Um, trips and back roads and, and all that. Mm. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as my first choice. It's not horrible, but don't you think you're getting into the same issues? Like, I mean, he had, you, if you remember, Brian had a like a lot of coolant problems. He was going back and forth to the shop, and they couldn't Ooh. figure it out. And right, yeah, I mean, he he got stopped. He was on the side of the road a couple of times. Like, I know, but then they figured it out. And what was it? As the water pump was the wrong brand. They went with an. That's what that happened. They went with an aftermarket water pump, thinking it would be more efficient and better oh, for track yeah. use. And it turned out to actually cavitate and create air in the system or something. I, yeah. I can't remember. Maybe the listeners can call in right now, but yeah. um, I still think a, a nice 330i, uh, not track, you know, ready could be the choice. My other choice was a, it's funny, both my choices are like right after the Radwood era. So yeah, it's yeah. like probably not really doing any favors for Rensburger here, but uh, 2000 or 2001, um, LS 400. Mm. So mm. just a, you know, Lexus V8, 
four-door sedan. But again, I don't know what he's going for here. If he's trying to find like a pick up the kids and yeah, I don't think he has or, kids, or if he does, they're kind of out of the house. Uh, you guys have any choices? Four to six grand. Four to six grand, you can get into what I'm thinking of. You know what I was looking for for a daily, which is like a GS three hundred. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's a pretty reliable car, and it's uh, rear-wheel drive, Ooh. inline six, so it's kind of cool. One uh, JZ, I believe, or maybe is that one J? Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it's a J. It's a. It's some kind of JZ. Jay-Z's and uh, <laughs> I think that would be a pretty good choice. You could also do like a. Uh, my old TSX could have been a good car. Um, that could be an all right choice. You could also do the. Um, TLX, right? Is that the one? Wait, what's the one the above? TL. TL Type TL. S. Yeah. TLs are cool. Yeah. And they're really good looking. They do have, you have to do timing belts, but big deal, right? It's every yeah, 60,000 miles or Lexus. something. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that could be a cool car. Okay. Those are good choices. Yeah. Art? Yeah, dude, literally TL Type S is what I was going to say. Manual. You can get a six speed TL Type S. Um, yep. yeah, those are cool cars. I'm down with those. And, uh, I love be, that line down the side. That it's little, cool. Yeah. It's a great design. Down, yeah. And, um, you know, that it's known entity by now they're, 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 they've been around for a while. Um, and it's, you know, it's a Honda, but, um, it's also fun to drive if you want to go out for, you know, play a little bit. It's not like this super sporty thing, but yeah. it's got some sport in it. All right. Ryan Tomorrow says, relevant, what is the most iconic launch color on a car? So Porsche launched mm. a new GT3 RS mm. yeah. in a shark blue. blue, which is a new color, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, launch colors don't really jump out at me. I mean, there's only the one BMW that jumps out M4, at me. M4 was that, that gross puke green. Oh yeah, that definitely jumps out at me. Also, the one M launch color, which was that the copper color, which we had for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They um, had a launch edition SL, the two thousand five ish, you know, the newer, uh, more modern SL, and it came in this kind of just muted silvery gold. It was not. Uh, I know great. the color. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I I know of of one that um, you guys are very familiar with and it is the one that i just that immediately stood out to me is arena red 993 turbo yeah i was thinking uh, about huh. that too. yeah that was like and the, the and one Dakar yellow uh m3 which is E3 the it's the picture i posted yeah that's why he mentioned it he said it's relevant yeah. because of that's the the picture i posted my aldi 36 on there yeah um, but yeah no, arena was, red is like yeah super yeah, another Iconic yellow though. What about the uh, the the Volvo, the uh, eight fifty? T five R. T five R. Yeah, that's pale yellow. They call it. I think, yeah, I think it? it is just called pale yellow. Yeah. Adam clicks says, "What type of burrito is the best burrito for rallying?" For rallying, well, so, good... I'm gonna go Taco Bell. Yeah, just a straight uh, up bean yeah. and cheese Taco Bell burrito. That's a good right, call, Warren. dude. It's, it's a, a one hander. One hander. You can key. keep the wrapper on it. There's no rice to fall out, no yep. fucking crazy no other nothing. lettuce. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to put salsa, like, you don't have to put hot sauce on it. Uh, just grab, ask them to put a little extra red sauce in. That's what I do sometimes. There you go. Right. There you go. Veteran move. <laughs> um, all right. Matt Deer Photo says, I'm building an E36 M3 Touring as a fast road slash road trip car. You lucky bastard. What modifications do you think are the limit for a purely road-use vehicle? And what pushes it over the edge to a more track-suited car? For example, I plan to replace a lot of the poly bushes, bushings with new OE rubber to keep compliance. Smart man. Well, so what's pushing it too far in that build? Uh, sound deadening, um, interior panels need to stay in. Don't take that out. Okay. Yeah, I would not put like I wouldn't do a half cage, or a not, definitely not a full cage. I mean, it says fast road slash road trips. So yeah. I mean, oh. this is like piling stuff in. I missed the road trip part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be the guy here, and I might be alone on this island, but uh, do not put squeaky ass brakes on this car. Mm. If uh, you're really doing sure. road trips, 
you can go with the sport or whatever sport plus, but don't go full hushy pushy on this shit and go squealy Dan. <laughs> Try to avoid uh, that. Um, so the the other one in that vein is a droney exhaust. You know, we're talking about oh, modifications. Ooh, a lot of call. people are like, yeah, it sounds awesome when I'm on it, but when you're fucking cruising oh at 75. When you're at 3,000 <laughs> RPM yeah. and barely tap the throttle and it's like, it just kills your eardrum. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. That's a really good one, actually. Um, I mean, he was right on. Uh, I mean, he hit the nail on the head on the on the on the suspension kind of uh, mounting points and you know that yeah. type of shit. Like, I, for me, this is a, kind of an extension of that and of the the thing that he's already doing is is the going with sphericals like bushings. You know, like he's he's not even going like poly. He's going rubber. Like if you go full heim joint, like I I no, did that, that a couple times. It's a ter- it's a terrible idea for a street car. Like you know, you you basically yeah. wear them out, and then they start clanking around, and like you know, because they're not designed for it's bumpy horrible. roads, and so it's like um, not a good idea. Dude, I'm so jealous of this though. That's like one of my kind of quasi dream cars is a E36 M3 Touring. I just yeah, I wish they were readily available and easy to get here but even a yeah. non-m3 just a e36 touring period is so cool yeah they're so they're I, starting I, to trickle in though i think it's i mean e30 tourings were extremely rare in the u.s for a I've long time i've only seen two and like i've only seen two yeah it's because they're not known like it's just not really and an, and i think it's gonna happen though um i'm surprised that yeah. after kyle or you know what's his name's yeah. been posting a million of <laughs> pictures kyle, of his right? car. yeah um, i know kyle van hoven uh he's he, he posts the shit out of his, his yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a 25 year rule. So, those but kind of apply. are. What's up? Oh, well, I was just gonna say that doesn't apply for us in California. But yeah, 25 year rule. You're right on the border right now. So, so we're just start, starting to see them. We see yeah. a lot of E30 tourings. Yeah. I mean, not you know relative. Right. Right. But we do. You know, they're they're available. They're pretty common. Right? They're pretty common. Yeah. yeah. So I think there is an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I could imagine. I like, dude, just a 325i touring would be sick. So right? rad. Yeah. Dude, so rad. Yeah, just do some minor stuff, and you're going to need a new uh, door panels or something, probably. Yeah. Uh, Yeti Overland says, what type of burrito is the worst burrito for rallying? What the fuck? Dude, what it's the an fuck is this burrito store. talk? The one that, anything that falls From apart and is super greasy. Yeah. The it's grease Moreno's, coming dude. out of the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Moreno's. Yeah. So for everyone for that sure. doesn't know what Moreno's is that does not live in the Bay Area or Santa Cruz... <laughs> It's a greasy yeah. ass uh, Al Pastor It's Al Pastor and it's just got this, we, I call it red gold, and yeah. it's just a sloppy, runny mess. Yeah. I took a I took a red gold burrito into a movie theater, which was, I thought I was killing it. Famous and story. then about. Yeah, it's been told at least four uh, times, by the way. You guys call me out when I when I say it, tell a story twice. So yeah, this, yeah. this, is a, this one's right. a popular one. I was just testing you guys. So I'm glad you came through. Basically, it didn't end well. Red streaks all over his looking face. Looking like he peed uh, grease all over his pants. Well, what I want to <laughs> say is that the the burrito, uh, the red gold was exact body temperature, so oh, I didn't even yeah, know yeah. it was there. That's right. That was the yeah. that was the worst part. So he walked out of the theater looking like a baby that ate um, <laughs> a pea soup or something. <laughs> I looked like a vampire from Michoacan. There you go. All right, uh, Tom's underscore Alec has a good question here. Would you rather drive one? A car with old purple wavy tint and peeling clear coat. Or two, a car with lingering musty dog and cigarette smell. Assuming it's the same cool 80s Radwood car either way and pretty perfect otherwise. Before Art says something, I, I think we have to assume that it I, it always has this bad yes, clear coat and you can't tint, take the and it tint always off. smells like dog and whatever. Exactly, else is he was gonna say, "Well, I would just, I mean, take the tint out." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. I was, I already had given in immediately, dude. I, I, those, I hate clear, that shit so much that I'll take the musty ass. I'll, I'll take a fucking Whoa. musty dog smoking a cigarette in the passenger seat <laughs> over that. <laughs> <laughs> covered in mold. <laughs> covered in mold, oh, um, dude. Like even like, cause it's it ruins like a, a very very large portion of the experience for me. It's like I'm always seeing this nasty tint. It's all around me, and then when I go to walk away from my car, I see peeling clear coat. That's the worst. That's awful. Okay. Oh man. As into as, as aesthetics as I am, I gotta go. I gotta I gotta live with the. I gotta live with the tin and clear coat. That's horrible. I, well, dude, I, the Mighty Max is rocking two of these things. Clear coat's fucked and it smells musty. Nice Ooh. fucking dog in there. So, so see, combo. what would have been what would have been an art move here is we'll all just wear a nose plug, you know? Like they, that's, <laughs> right. they, that's 
I'll just close my eyes when I'm driving so I don't see the tint. Um, uh, yeah, wavy window tint. Shit. If it was just a windy, if it was just a window tint, I could live with it. Peeling clear coat sucks pretty oh, bad. So bad. Yeah. But man, every time you get in that car, like I don't know if you guys have ever had a car that had a lingering uh, water leak. Yeah. You know. Oh, like for a amount of time in the winter, and it just like starts getting musty. And then add and dog to that and cigarettes. So shitty. I'm down. Dude, so the uh the down. Here, here's the tent wham. I mean I also want to throw in this other stipulation. It's it's got you can take it off. I it's know. got no, it's got half peeled off uh mirror uh finish hot across the back. Remember those? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's not bad actually. Now, um, now he's changing his mind. Hawaiian style. Yeah. Hawaiian style. Hushy Pushy says, What are your thoughts on the new 911 GT3? I think it looks great. I love that shark blue launch color. And the double wishbone front suspension from the 911 RSR is very cool too. But mostly, I'm stoked about a brand new naturally aspirated, manually shifted 9,000 RPM sports car. Thanks, Porsche. Yeah, 503 horsepower and beat the previous car by 17 seconds around the ring. How is that possible? I mean, tires and multi and multi link, yeah. and arrow. Seventeen seconds. I did yeah. not. I saw uh, dude under Andy seven. Preniger posted the time, but I didn't realize it was that six fifty nine, dude. It's like well, they also had a different. Crazy. They had a six fifty four too in their five, wasn't it? Like so it, that's for the old the track that was pre two thousand nineteen. It would have been. Now, oh, is this the well, car that? This is the car that was previewed to. Um, Henry Catchpole right. and everyone. Yeah, but Andy they didn't Preniger. show the car. They had it. Under they didn't the... show the car, but he. They took him on a drive, and he said that you could. It was unclear to me, but I was. I was talking with Ali about this. That is it. That it's a f- true clutch manual, or is it that you can shift through the gears? There's something weird no, about dude, it, dude. It just looks like a stick shift, but they they make a manual and an automatic and a PDK. Now, now did you say stick shift or stick, stick shift? shift? Stick shift. Yeah. Um, so, um, can I also, I mean, it, it's, it's awesome that this car exists. I mean, the, the, the swan neck, like rear spoiler is cool and I get it. Obviously as, I'm not into as, that. as, as we all way, suck, as Lane said, um, arrow and stickier rubber or was, was mostly attributed to this cause they didn't really add much power. If, and it, they said what like a 10, like 10, 10 horsepower. horsepower increase. Yeah. Um, but, um, I really don't like the front end, dude. It's it looks oh. too like snouty, like it's it, like it goes yeah, too yeah. far out, and then the nostrils, it's like too. It's very yeah. Italian looking. I don't I'm like. Not too, I'm not into I'm not the into nostrils. It. The nostrils yeah. look very uh, gambala or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. too. I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, the, it's definitely functional and all that, but I just don't like it aesthetically. I think the the, the previous it's way, car was better. I, you know, I watched one video and they were talking. I think maybe it was Henry Catchpole or something, but uh, they were talking about how much more. It's way more RS than any of the previous GT3s. Mm. Like it has plexi rear um, glass, and it just has a lot more RS kind of uh, an RS vibe. Like even having those intakes on the front, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that's something that would be reserved for the RS in the past. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck's the RS gonna look like? I know. I mean, the rear diffuser yeah. is so prominent now. It's like a Ferrari, where previous 911s like they couldn't do that because the engine was there. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess, and now they're. I don't know. If, I don't even think this is pushed more. Maybe it's pushed more forward than nine nine one. But uh, you know, they're just slowly like pushing the engine forward and giving more. Probably room just forward. a longer tail too, or yeah. something. I mean, that's, that's so. Crazy. And they kept the weight the same, which is rad. Yeah. Uh, even though, and it's actually not a. You know, from what they were saying, it's not a physically bigger car. Which is I don't know it's pretty cool it's yeah pretty cool I, it's I love I think the amazing. rear end is dope the rear quarter the profile I, it's just just from like the front three quarter yeah. bothers me um the yeah, front the big black section the big black like yeah it's like yeah. the front the you know, head on it's 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 a little more digestible but the front quarter really bothers me um uh, but you know I'm not gonna be buying this car so whatever <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, hey, what I, I, what's your take on Swan necks on Swan uh, necks uh on spoilers or just in general like a Swan neck out in the sp- wild. Out in the wild, mainly. I They're pretty. black, white. They're very pretty. No, uh, on a spoiler. Oh, I'm down. I think Swan X are cool. It's I, uh, really yeah. I had th- aesthetically, I'm not down. I think like, for I this, much it makes the sense. First, like the first GT3 spoiler seems so much more like masculine in comparison to this. It just seems kind of um, 
I don't know, transformery, over-the-top design. Well, it, I know it's functional. It's functional. I get it. That's so the way I, I get it. It reminds me of DTM cars, like, like more yeah. modern yeah. modern DTM cars. It's a very functional thing. I would I would agree Too that busy. it's not the best looking. I don't think it's the best looking thing. But if you look at it from like a from a practical from a you know functional I standpoint, get it. I'm not going to argue with rad, it. Right? Like results wise, it's great, yeah. but um. Yeah, aesthetically, it's too busy for me. I, I do, like don't like it. I also want to throw it out there that new McLaren was launched, and it actually looks pretty good. It does, it's and Chris Harris yeah. said that they need to get to a point where they have fewer models, and yeah. I couldn't agree more. And it's that like, color mm. is pretty cool, that that almost like that 70s greeny. Porsche green or 70s yeah. BMW green. Chartreuse. Uh, it just looks like um, the overall design is finally, like I was talking to Ali about this, they're their whole aesthetic is finally coming together to create a cohesive form. And I feel like it's never really been there. Like the 720, I think that front end's really ugly and kind of just kind of awkward looking. And the earlier versions of this kind of the McLaren swoop in the headlights that goes down to the intakes mm. was a little like contrived and just, you know, it was kind of trying too hard. Gimmicky. Gimmicky. And this feels like they kind of got it all together. It looks like a really tight package and, I, I don't know. It looks it looks good. But um yeah. I also came to the realization that I looked at the car and I'm like, oh that looks really that looks really good for you know for McLaren. Like I, I, I only kinda, saw that one picture Chris Harris posted, so I'll have to look at better. Yeah. Yeah, and it has flying buttresses would look cool. And I'm like, oh it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um the weird thing is like I didn't even care to look at stats or, or specs or anything. Cause it these days I feel like I'm like, I know it's fast. Yeah. It probably drives great. Like yep. it, it really comes down to like, does it look good? You know, that's yep. like all that really matters. It's like I know it's the new Ferrari's s- fast. I know the new Lambo's fast. Like, I knew the new nine elevens. Fa- like the new nine. I was thinking fast. about uh, Matt, uh, f- our buddy Matt Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> our buddy Matt Ferris said uh, he had he had the fucking new Sharon Pure Sport Dude. out oh, today, yeah. so and I, I'm just thinking about. In what world do we need to send that car to journalists so we can decide which which Sharon to get? Like I've been, I know I was on the fence, but now I'm really. I think I'm going to go Pure Sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. use actually I use Pure Sport deodorant, so oh, that's the one for me, anyways. But um, for others out there that were kind of like, ah, do I get the Koenigsegg or do I get you know? It's like now Matt Farah has has driven it. Yeah. Which is so it's so funny. Like it's probably just to stoke their actual their customers that it gets attention, right? Like you gotta think gotta be they're it. not actually like looking for sales with these reviews because those cars are all spoken for, I'm sure. Of mm-hmm. course. That's the weirdest thing to me. It's almost like um reiterating the brand. You're just like keeping it front of mind. Yeah. Um and Yeah, maybe you have dangling. to make people let people know aspire to that and let them know that it actually happened. Yeah. And it's cool. Totally. Yeah. 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 And Lane, I, I completely agree. Going back to the McLaren, um, it's 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 a really badass looking car, but at the same time pretty understated, which is incredible, right? Like how they Which just, is it's yeah. yeah, it's so cool. Like the details are awesome. Uh, but I just was pretty bummed out that you didn't bring up the fact that it's the feminine version of me. It's an Artura. Did you uh, Oh, I, I didn't even <laughs> Oh catch that but that's maybe that's oh why i God. love it so much there right? you go. Yeah, i hope exactly. i never see yeah. one of these cars in person <laughs> will never um, be interested in this thing ever again so check I'll out this how that. cool to be they make that car that same exact car but it's let's just make it, right? let's make it 911 gt3 pricing let's make it you know 180 grand let's say and let's uh make it naturally aspirated with a manual transmission Dude, 500 horsepower all i have one i have one answer for you clutch yeah. pedal that's it. Yeah. Just put a clutch pedal in it. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. But they're not going to do it. They're afraid. They're scared. And give me less horsepower. I don't care. Like, it, of course. Like, how rad would that be? How I would be more stoked if they're like, yeah, this thing. So it has a NA 400 horsepower V8 with a six speed manual. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, Fuck yeah, dude. How oh, cool for is that? Sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lane. Um, that would only go zero to sixteen like 3.9, maybe four I seconds. Know, it's dude. Like pretty shitty. Yeah. Well, it's faster with an automatic. Yeah. We yeah, all know yeah. that. My name is Warren. I am Lane. And we are here to talk to you about Copart, a new sponsor of the Driving While Awesome podcast. We are excited to have them on board because these guys are perfect for anyone looking for salvage cars. They have a lot of used cars, like new, slightly damaged vehicles, and even stuff from rental companies like Enterprise, Hertz, Avis, and Rent-A-Car. 
We know Brian's always looking for a minivan. Copart may be the perfect place to find that minivan, and it's an auction. So you get good photos. Uh, you kind of know what you're getting, unlike some of these Craigslist ads and whatnot. Um, they even have some kind of hard-to-find cars, right, Lane? Yeah, they have uh, K-trucks, like the uh, trucks that Warren and I drove on the recent Round Cat Rally um, where we drove some Honda Acties, and they have a little uh, Warren search Mitsubishi and found a little Mitsubishi K-truck dump truck, actually. We all know that auctions are kind of taking over here in the online world, and these guys have a mobile app. Um 100% online auctions. Uh, once you get signed up, it's pretty easy to search for your vehicles, jump right into auctions. You can even save your searches and get email alerts for a specific vehicle, which is super useful. Um, and people aren't picking these cars apart before they're sold. This is, you buy the entire car, it's what you see is what you get. So, yeah. you know, when you go to pick and pull or pick apart uh, junkyard stuff, you get there and you think you're going to have a car left and all that's, you know, remaining is maybe the frame and uh, some old, I don't know. What's what's in the bottom of seats these I, days? I don't know, but I recently went to a, a pick and pull to try and find parts, and and uh, I basically wasted three and a half hours of my time because <laughs> the car go. had literally nothing on it. So I had one go. tail light, and it was cracked. But uh, oh, with this, perfect. this is the perfect thing for someone also. Like if you're swap, if you're doing an LS swap or any kind of swap, you buy the whole car. You're buying the ECU. You're buying the transmission. You know, you're buying all these parts if you want to swap all these parts into a different car or if you just want to rebuild said car, you know, it might just, you know, some of these cars might have really minor damage or even no damage at all, really. But uh, right. Yeah. And a lot of our listeners are quite savvy with rebuilds and refurbishing cars. So what better place to look than uh, Copart? And you may find the perfect example of your car that needs a little love uh, for a lot less. So check out Copart.com. And uh, I would say bid with confidence. Joining Copart is easy and affordable. Usually memberships start at less than $5 a month, but we're giving our listeners an additional $20 off the basic membership. Go to copart.com slash DWA to get your special offer. That's copart.com slash DWA. Find your next vehicle for less at Copart. Uh, I love this uh, Instagram name. It's a jump to conclusions, Matt, says, <laughs> have you ever kept regularly driving a car in need of serious repairs or maintenance? For example, driving on tires down to the cords, fried clutch, etc. Hashtag, I miss Radwood. Uh, so do we. So do we. Oh, um, dude, we've all been in that yeah, situation, we've right? We've all had this shit. Mm. Man, I never bought new tires till I was like 20 years old. <laughs> older for me and uh i remember that I, maybe that's why i'm so fond of them but it, they were avs intermediates for a 944 brand mm. new set and it was like what the fuck what am i doing do i deserve this like i know he's <laughs> just like gone till i was to the cords and like thinking maybe this would be my last trip on these tires because they're gonna blow out yeah and then going to the used tire shop over on the east side and grabbing a you know a tire totally one tire totally used <laughs> I know it. Yeah, I know it. Um, for me, it would have to be um, I've driven on like a, a cracked radiator for a long time in college because I, I couldn't afford to get until until I could afford to get another one and uh, yep. did multiple different types of patchwork on it um, and it held up for about a week and then, and then it would end up leaking again. And, you know, um, that's when I learned um, the, the miracles of um, uh, plasti weld and steel and uh, is it steel weld lane? I forget what's called that that or plasti steel they call it. It's like on a stick. JB weld. Well, it's like it's a, there's a JB weld version of it, but it's it looks yeah. like a cylindrical piece of clay, but um, you knead it and yeah. then like it it's amazing. Yeah, it like, hardens with air. Yeah, basically when it hits yeah. the, when it's in the air. Exactly, yeah. and it's um, I actually ended up uh, patching up a transmission case with with that shit once uh, after bottoming out on something, but. That's a whole other story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would have I to be I think that's that. what Ali used in his, because uh, he drilled a hole in his trans case or something, and he used that, and then it was spouting out on one of the Sierra Alley, I believe. Oh, I after right. yeah. <laughs> after his repair? Yeah, I remember that. I mean, yeah. two years after or something. Yeah. Three year, you know, whatever. It was a long time, because mm -hmm. he built that car a long time ago. But, yeah. All right. Oh, I, my, my worst, I've, I've talked about it before, but um, oil pump went out on the 944, started clacking. I was like, oh, well, the engine's fucked now, so I just kept driving on it. How long was yep. it? 
Uh, it went on for a while, dude. I drove yeah. it all the way home from San Luis Obispo. Nice. And I drove it around San Luis Obispo for a while. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that, that part. I thought you just. I thought it happened on the way home for some reason. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> he was yeah. just basically killing it slowly. And the yeah. engine blew. It threw a. Um, it threw a rod through the bottom of the block, on my street, pulling up to my house, in Santa Cruz. Wow. Uh, and and I rolled to yeah. I rolled to in front of my house with a big oil, you know. Sweet neighbors are stoked. Super oil cool. slick. Yeah. <laughs> the old skeleton strike again. <laughs> uh, Colin Hill, what's up, Colin? He says, "What do you guys think of a color swap?" On a car, for example, is it weird to use a Porsche color on a BMW or a BMW color on a Porsche? And he goes on to say he thinks a Storrel Blue 924 or a 944 would look awesome. Um, I'm, That's just cause I'm down. The only issue I have is that to do paint right, it's like extremely expensive. And like, and that's the only way I would be down. Like you basically windows out, glass out. Pull everything out, like especially if it's engine a complete out. color change, engine out, interior out. Like, you know, like it's like it's so gnarly, right? To do a full color change the right way. But in terms of like the actual color itself, I don't think it's blasphemous. Like, let's say that I had a stripped down E30 that I wanted to do a full resto on and do some crazy resto mod build. Um, like, yeah, dude, I, w- I would do some crazy color. Um, like, fuck, I would paint it maybe Honda, like Captiva Blue Pearl or something. It's sort of like Estoril, but it's more purple. Um, that would be cool. I'm down. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of times I'd rather have a color that I don't like as much, though, as long as it has like the original color paint. So mm-hmm. because m- most people aren't going to pull the engine, pull the trunk lining, pull you know yeah. every single thing. Like I mean, it's like it, it, it's a crazy job to do a paint job like that. You have to do a full resto. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad. I, I don't know. For some reason, I think a German car doing a German another German car color is a little off for some reason and you almost i don't know for some reason that kind of like hits me wrong interesting uh like for example my friend did his 29 ford um model a he did it in a um i think it's like a range rover um slate gray and that's a that's a great color or straight yeah. slate brownish gray or whatever. And that's a great color and I think it works really super well nice. in that car. And it's super rad. But um I don't know, for some reason like I wouldn't if I had a Chevy, would you do it in a Ford color? It feels kind of off, right? If you really like the color. Yeah. <laughs> um there, yeah. I think it yeah. just depends on the car. It depends on the car. It, it is possible to pull off, but like Art said, it's such a big endeavor that you're you got to be really committed. But that is a good example with an older car to go with something subtle but like a modern color mm-hmm. yeah. that totally works yeah my dad painted um his 79 mgb roadster um like i think it was fuck, it was something red uh, desert red i think it was it was a mercedes color um and it it was similar to the burgundy that those cars came in like it was the non-metallic burgundy but it was actually way cooler like it was a brighter red i think it was called desert red and um and my mommy and my dad knew how to spray and he did his own body work. So it actually came out really nice. But one thing I was going to mention about something like that is that those cars are so simple, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so little, there's so little to them that you can take all the shit out and do You can, the trunk is like, I don't even think there was trunk liner in there from what I recall. Right? They have it's, like a piece of carpet that's not even glued in. It's exactly. Just like or there, or, right? or yeah. a fucking, or a piece of literally, I think it was like plywood wrapped in vinyl or something, right? Something like yeah. that. And the it's, engine's so tiny and exactly, so yeah. nothing to take, you know, take it out in 20 minutes or something. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's totally acceptable. Those kind of cars, but yeah, it's tough. I think also picking an an iconic BMW color like a Storrel and then painting a a Porsche in it is not the way to go. But you could get away with it with silver, or you know, like yes, you're like, oh, that's ti-, you know, Titan silver or whatever or, the BMW color is, or even making your own blue, right? Like it's like, well, yeah, but then it's not the other car manufacturers. No, that's color. what I'm saying. I'm saying rather than do that, it's like make a blue that's oh, yeah, close yeah. to that, but not a BMW blue. Right. It, it feels a little, yeah. I think if I saw a 924 on Craigslist painted a Storrel blue, I would go, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not good. But I do get that where he's coming from because it is such a good color. So yeah. Mm. Still love you, Colin. See, hang in there. Um, <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> 
Kyle JF90 <laughs> says, uh, what red line do you consider the best for an enthusiast car? It's kind of a funny question. The higher, the better? Question mark. Yeah, uh, almost. Um, for well, I'll I'll give you an answer above seven grand. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we're always impressed with high RPM red lines. So right. it's like, don't but, you want but, higher? But the I do get it's a little deflating when you get into a sporty car and it's like sixty seven hundred or sixty eight or sixty five. Exactly. It's like, come on, like really? But it's pretty awesome when it's ninety five hundred and you're like, yeah. fuck yeah, yeah. But then you're, you're a lot of times you're kind of sacrificing torque because you're getting Low so end. much high end. Uh, do you guys? But also, it makes the engine just feel that it feels like it's a very special engine if it revs high because you're like right. they had to do a lot to make it rev this high. Um, yeah. It mm-hmm. just feels very motorsports, right? I think, right. I it think does. that's a cool special, thing. Special I mean, feeling. the most disappointing thing is getting in a sporty car that's like fifty eight hundred or something. Or Corvette, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you never you never need more. Or a nine fourteen, dude. Oh yeah, what's nine fourteen? Like fifty eight or something. Little push rods. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Vanagon, 4,100. No. <laughs> no, no. I, well, but on the like, opposite side, I actually do enjoy getting into some diesel cars and seeing how low it is. It's like, fuck, the red yeah. lines, I got 3,200. You know, it's like, <laughs> like yeah. my favorite are the, the have you, if you, um, we've all unfortunately had the privilege of sitting in a tow truck at one time or another. If you look over, they idle at like 200 RPM and they, <laughs> yeah. and they, yeah. and they red line at like 28 or something. Some crazy. Beamer Lover says, I just passed one of those tiny Mitsubishi Mirages with an Uber lift sticker on it. Nice. Where do you draw the line on an Uber car you won't ride in? So where where would you like not get in it? And what's the best Uber ride you've had? <laughs> Dude. Dude. Would you I was, reject question, one? I, That's crazy. I, no, I know. I saw this earlier, but we were leaving SEMA or Radwood. I can't remember, but we were leaving Las Vegas. Not the movie. Oh, shit. When you guys got pulled over? No, no, that was a different story. Oh. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was like 5 a.m. to catch an early flight, and we left from uh, the Westgate, yeah. and uh, the the car pulls up, and it's a Nissan Versa, the most stripped-down Nissan Versa you can imagine, not new at all. And the lady looked like it was her first Uber drive Sweet. ever. And then realized that she didn't, probably know how to get to the airport what? I, that was so, we were in the back side of our hotel like the back yeah yeah, yeah i remember it and we're like she didn't speak very good english and yeah. she was confused on where we needed to go and we were like how how are you confused we're like to to the airport like holy uh, moly i think the car so had was, some like dice hanging from the mirror and some it other did it was stuff. like heavy tint yeah. um just riff everything was super like the chintziest and i'm thinking we're essentially trusting our lives with this person <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the chintziest car, like at that time, I think it was the cheapest car sold in North America, like eleven thousand two hundred dollars, and yeah. it was used. It wasn't like a brand new one. And she was making some odd moves too. Like it was a little. Yeah, the sketch. whole thing was like, shit, man. Are we? Is this a good idea? And then you start questioning everything. You're kind of hungover, a little, you know, dehydrated and stuff. And it's like, are we? Are we doing this right? I don't know. Let's just yeah. hopefully it works out. And it worked out, but. We've had some crazy uh, Scottsdale. That Scott's, one. I mean, that's uh, the most memorable. Uber, Holy Uber moly! Yeah, that one was pretty epic. That was a weird one. Uh, Timmy Trumpets Getting pulled right? over in Vegas. Timmy Trumpets. Yeah, Timmy Trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy Trumpets <laughs> featuring Rage. Oh, feature. I forgot the feature. Oh right. Yeah. Dude, that, uh, that was such a gnarly fucking oh, ride. Man. Oh my gosh. Um, can we can we talk about it again, real quick? Um, <laughs> no, we've talked about Dude, it. Right. Been, we have a lot of new listeners, uh, guys. <laughs> Dude, um, <laughs> all right, we get in this car, um, and it, at first, it, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, the guy asks us if we like well, first music. Of all, first of all, wait, wait, it's late at night, we're leaving some, I can't remember where we're coming home from, but- We were in a restaurant with, like, Jace Camisa and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, late at night, yeah. Scottsdale, oh, Arizona. We okay, continue, continue. Oh, yeah, we're late at night, Scottsdale, after, yeah, having dinner with a bunch of cool people, our buds, right? Is that what you <laughs> wanted to say? And then, um, and so- and we get an Uber, yeah, but at first everything seems normal. This is because we get in, it's fine. There's no music on or anything. But then he's like, "Hey, you like music?" And we're like, "Yeah." Nope. We're like, "Yeah." Nope. Nope. But then nope. It, then isn't that how said. it started? He said, yeah. "Hey, wh- where are you from?" Oh, that. Well, wait. I thought that happened after he <laughs> put the music on. Did he start with the? We word? could have heard shit. <laughs> you could have heard shit after the music was on. How could you have a conversation? Well, I remember that because I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Where are you from?" <laughs> you um, know, I think the music was on. Yeah, dude. It was, and, uh, he was yelling it. Right. 
And so, I, well, he wanted to know where I was from specifically, right? And so I told yeah, he him. Thought where, you were in, you're like, he Arabian, thought I was Arab as well, yeah, like Arabic. Persian, and, yeah. and, and so when, so I told him where I'm from, and then and then I don't remember. Did he say where he's from after that? I believe so. Yeah, and, and then um, he said, I think he was from Iraq. He says that. And then he's like, yeah, do you like music? <laughs> That's the best part. But the best part was, where are you from? And, and Art's like, what? Where are you from? He's like, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> The guy's like, oh, but then he asked, like, he asked again, I think, right? Like, no, no. But I know. He, he's like, he followed no, up. And then the best part was when he said, what's your favorite color? Well, yeah. So he throw, <laughs> first, do you like music is the first part. He puts on some crazy ass fucking ravey music. And then after that, he's like, what's your favorite color? And I'm like, what? And he's like, what's your favorite color? I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, and I think I pointed at one of the colors on, uh, like he had a little rainbow light thing. And I'm like, this one. And then he turns something on, and all of a sudden, the interior fucking lights up and all these crazy LEDs. It's like a full-on rave in there. I think there might have been a disco ball hanging from the uh, dome light. <laughs> like It was yeah, like yeah, yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. fucking scene. And it, we're just like kind of tired, just like trying to get home. Like, And I don't know what he thinks we're doing. We're in Scottsdale, like, and this is during auction week. Like, we're not going and to- by the way, Scottsdale club. is not a place that that is acceptable or, like, no. you know, normal. So we obviously stand out on the road, and then- we started videotaping. I think we did like a live we did video Instagram yeah. from the yeah. back and then, and then he like, like almost and crashed he almost, twice. he almost crashed like yeah. a couple times. He kept swerving. Yeah. And then we pull up to the gate of the place we were staying. You had to get through a gate. And he just ran directly into the curb. <laughs> to his defense, that was a fucked up little <laughs> entry. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have run into the uh, curb? No, but I mean, that was like not... Uh, it wasn't easy. I was just but he almost that. ran into a curb earlier too. We were all over the road. Yeah. Anyways, that was yeah. a that was yeah. a super fun. And, and, ride. His, and the the real the song that he really uh, wanted to show us was uh it, it was I do it was Timmy Trumpets featuring Rave. That's all I or yeah. no Rage. Check sorry. it out. Rage. <laughs> rage. Check it out. On yeah, Spotify. look it up. Look it up. It's all the rage. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Jacob Torres six says, I just want to say hi to you all before you go get. On the air, nice. or on air, he put in brackets Hi. there. Hey, Jacob. Uh, so Not Nate says, best car magazines, looking to start a long, ongoing subscription to one or two. Uh, I only have one remaining, and it's, uh, well, other than, like, kind of specialty stuff, like Avance and um drive share haggerty i get sports car market magazine and i i highly recommend it you'll learn something every issue and it's not your typical road tests adventure kind of uh magazine but very uh informative uh especially about collector car values like uh you know rad for sale coming out here soon um so yeah sports car market i uh i really dig it yeah it's a fun one uh, to look at just because you're looking at That's pricing so and all this and then you're also they also do little write-ups on on every single cars. car and yeah. yeah details about certain uh you know big sales or just iconic models and stuff and yeah. um yeah good i think they have a really good community vibe with that magazine too people are super informed and i think very very into it so i've been a member or a member <laughs> i've been a member since uh 2004 i think Whoa. so it's a long time at this point. Yeah, dude, you're a veteran. Yeah, uh, I've been wanting to check out Road Rat. I That's I'm that I'm out, literally but... looking at it right now. I pulled it up. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Um, it's it's just a really nice magazine. You know that that's like it's like really nice paper stock, like beautiful photography, um, like really British, good, right? like really good evergreen content. You know, um, and like golden golden retrievers or golden retrievers, uh, bulls. Just good, good information stories that are relevant, you know, always that isn't just like the latest and greatest stuff. Um, and I think that, um, I don't know, like, I, I think it's a quarterly. I was trying to look that up. That's why I pulled it up because I don't know. I, I've seen them and I've held them in my hand because uh, Ruben's a subscriber, uh, but I don't know if it's a quarterly. That's what I was going to look up. Um, they're expensive, right? I mean, it's like probably 25 bucks an issue or something. Right, but it comes from from jolly old England, so um, yep. it's and, uh, oh, yeah. Auto Addicts. Not that you can get it here. I don't know how you would, but uh, Auto Addicts is a rad vintage rally magazine, hmm. or not vintage. Talking about the history, but like people doing rallies in vintage cars, yeah, nice motorcycles, that kind of stuff. They were actually going to come on our last big rally um, last COVID. Oh gosh, almost a, almost a year ago, but um, 
they were coming from England and it got kind of tense there uh, when things were going down. So Auto Addicts is another cool one. Mm-hmm. Auto Week was my go-to. I had it for fucking ever. And then they changed it to bi-weekly. And then I think it's... Is they still doing a paper magazine or is it online? No, right I think now? they quit the I think they quit the magazine altogether. Or, you know, at least the the It's digital now? Yeah, I believe so. If, yeah, if I, I wasn't down and it lost its kind of it's lost its feeling. Do you feel like uh, so I had Auto Week. I've had it here and there sporadically throughout the years, but do you feel like it was hard to keep up with? <laughs> like you I, I felt like I would kinda. just kinda like, toss it aside a lot of times. Mm. Yeah, but I think you would oh, just stay up to date. So that was a good one. Like you'd kind of get like sports car market would be the obviously collector car stuff. Auto week was the news. Auto week's a good bathroom magazine. Yeah. And then you'd have like, uh, if you're balling, you'd have Evo or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Top gear. Yeah. Or top gear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about motor week television's original automotive magazine? Um, That's not a real magazine. Is that what he says? I think it's what he says, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Say it, Lane. I don't know what he says. What does he sell? Welcome to Auto Week or something? Um, so, no, John, I mean, Motor Week. Lane, I got to I gotta I'm... tell you, I have to bring it up. Um, I talked to John Davis um, oh, about sweet. getting him on the show, and he told me that he's going to dress up as you as Halloween. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> you as Halloween. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> as oh, Halloween. Shit. I, w- <laughs> I need to talk to John Davis. John um, Davis. Well, he wasn't at Radwood, Atlanta, but he did. There was a the crew was there, and they did. They yeah. was featured on Auto Week. What Motor Week? Yeah. Auto, oh, or Motor, Motor Week. Week. Motor Week. Mm-hmm. Wait, it was. Yeah, Turn, there's a little video. Was yeah, there's a, it was part of the show. It was like you know, like the. Yeah. And now we're venturing over to Atlanta. Oh, there's a great one on YouTube, I think, of or maybe it's on uh, Amazon Prime actually, and they go to like a mini truck show in fucking like you know north carolina or <laughs> yeah, something yeah. It, in the in like 1986 it is classic oh that's imagine. cool i want to check that out yeah. very cool um okay long question story here but i think it's worth it brickyard garage says today i walked by a daytona violet on gray leather e36 m3 coupe with 2019 tags and a flat front tire that looked like it had been sitting for a while. Overall shape was pretty rough with peeling clear coat on the roof, dent on the back of the trunk, yellowed lights, weathered trim, rip seats uh, in the front, invaders, and back, etc. But otherwise, looked pretty straight. <laughs> Jeez. What? <laughs> and original. What was straight? Uh, pretty straight and original with style 22 wheels, which are my favorite, with the BMW Motorsport on the face. Mm-hmm. How does a car like this make you feel? Leave a note ready to make a bad or good, in parentheses, decision, or walk away without looking back. How far gone is too far gone? It depends oh, on man. the price. That's one of those things, like, yeah. if you could take them all home, if you had room, you know, yeah. you would. So for, but on yeah. the price, like, that's like, even if that car's free, you're going to be into it more than a good one. Well, yeah. And what's the worst part? The peeling clear coat, right? Like, that's... that's a oh, dent in the trunk? No, like, well, dent in the I trunk. Mean, we got, we got dent? city well, dent, we got, PDR. We got city dent. Well, yeah, I'm us. picturing a bad dent. I'm picturing a bad dent. Well, dude, there are um, magicians And also, why is it sitting... Why has it been sitting since because, 20, for well, two years? I, uh, well, because the son went to the military and it's been sitting there. And oh, like he that's looked, why. Yeah, you're uh, right. Actually, so so here's the thing. That. I actually, I literally thought that he was talking about the car that I see on a regular basis. And he was like driving by or walking by my hood. But um, it's the same exact car he, down to the every detail. Uh, the clearing Daytona uh, violet per, uh, paint. Uh, the flat tires. Everything. Exact same car. E36 M3. Um, and... The only reason I knew it wasn't the same car is because it's sitting on like um, on I think I don't know I drove past it a few times but it's like fixie FM fives or something you know like a five spoke wheel, um, but yeah. even then like I still kind of want to go and talk to the owner and like maybe I don't know dude I want to save it because it's it's such a rad car I, I love that color yeah. and it's an E thirty six. But is it a slick top? I don't know yeah, if it's a slick top. Exactly. Yeah. Only oh, if it's a slick top. I'm not allowed to learn. I, I said I would never own another E36 M3 unless it's a slick top. <laughs> you said that like back, <laughs> Backyard Garage has been to Radwood at Oyster Point. It could definitely be the same car. But but the Style 22s are are, are not on. I mean, that's the that's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, it's got different wheels. It's got some five spokes. Um, I just They're multi-piece, too. I, I'm definitely, I've seen little bolts around it. But anyways, go ahead. Look at what it takes to to buy a running registered vehicle of the same kind. Mm-hmm. And 
is it possible to find that? First of all, that's a pretty rare car. He's just describing. I mean, you know, a violet. It's a ninety-five uh, also. M3, yeah, it's a, ninety-five, which is a is a great option. Um, what does that cost? So that's probably a fifteen thousand dollar car. I mean, yeah. ten if it's beat and yeah. needs all that shit, but at least registered. Right. So, where is it? How far is it going to get you to? to buy that one. And I mm-hmm. think you could get by with a clear coat peeling, no big deal, dent pro on the hood or the trunk, you know, crusty seats, that's fine. But why is it sitting? What are you going to find and put in another, what you buy it for five grand, you put in five and then you're like, I could have bought the perfect one for, or a way better yeah, one for 12. Right, like, right. I just don't so, see that. So yeah, how about this option really though, Warren? What if you package, just buy right, the car? Retail. What if you just buy the car for 3,500 and it ends up at, it runs, but it needs tires, and you just drive it as is and have fun with it a little bit. That's good if you're if you're into that mindset of like I don't care about clear coat, I don't care about my interior fucked up, I don't care about you know curved wheels and etc. Then yes, I think that's a pretty rad option. And in fact, there's an Astoral Blue E36 M3 in my neighborhood that is in a similar situation. I don't think it's quite as rough, but it's pretty rough. And I've thought about it. I've been like, ah, shit. If it was Alpine White and, you know, I, I would probably consider doing the old art special. Like, start badgering people on their property and fuck with them. And, yeah. You well, know. you got to start by first check the doors and see if they're unlocked so you can sit in it and check it out, right? Get a closer look. <laughs> That's right. Uh, pop the hood That's open, right. you know, just be, like, can you imagine it in his driveway, like off to the side there? You're under, you're in the engine bay poking around. Yeah, um, you're like, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that's what it boils down to, right? It's got to be exactly what you're looking for. I mean, and this is where, this is, I hate to say this, but this is where it matters to me. Like, I think it's all in mileage, right? Because you, you know, you're not. To, I know cars are not investments or whatever. But like, if I if I'm gonna put money into it, like I would like to at least break even at the end of the whole deal, if possible. And if it's a low mileage car, like let's say it's been sitting for ten years and it has eighty thousand miles on it, I would probably do it. Like, one thing that I've also been very curious about. This is sort of tangentially related. Is just repairing clear coat in general like i was talking to lane about it a while back like i thought it was pretty much impossible to fix but i guess sometimes you can get away with kind of you know sanding through around it and feathering it in all and, depends and right? yeah you can re-clear yeah. them for sure Re- yeah I, I know it. a lot of people with uh so 80s bmw like bmw's had a lot of that like um like warren's car that color too the dark grays mm-hmm. and for example the e28 reds too the e20 oh yeah for sure the e28 that brian um had and that our friend ronnie had and originally our friend mark christie's parents had yeah that uh, whore of a car his parents in high school i remember it had a it had clear peeling on the hood and and the roof and the trunk and they they just had it re-cleared for like 500 bucks all those panels and it, it looked really good nice Okay. Well, so it go. is possible. Um, I will it. say my first 944 was a car that was rear-ended really bad. So Dang. it was all like, it was pretty jacked. Um, and I bought it and it's, and I bought it for a thousand bucks, but it was sports seats, LSD, and I could only afford a thousand dollars. You know, I didn't have a lot of money and that was kind of, it did, it served me pretty well. You know, I had that car for two years drove the yeah. shit out of it and had a lot of fun with it. Um, it was just, you know, and we kind of pulled out the rear end, but it still had paint all blister, you know, cracking on the fenders and stuff. No, it wasn't perfect, but you know, that car was a lot of fun and just leaving it as it is, I wasn't going to like restore that car or paint it yeah. or anything like that. But you know, it, it served its purpose for right. sure. Okay. Um, Fick Gnarly245. This is our last question of the evening. Thinking about replacing my 2004 six-speed manual Audi Allroad for obvious reasons. I can't seem to find something that will fill the void of a fast manual wagon for under $10,000. Anything you guys would recommend? Need room for a rear-facing car seat and a booster seat in the back? Wouldn't have to be a wagon, but definitely a plus. So... The first thing that comes to mind is an 850R wagon, but I don't think we got those. I think I know they got them in Canada, and I've seen. No, we did. Oh, we got wagons. They didn't come in a manual, though. Uh, Yeah, manual. Yeah. So 850R turbo, um, and apparently they were offered in Canada. And I remember when I was looking for these, you know, like three, four years ago. um, You know, they they were 
not common, but they were, you know, you can find listings like on auto trader type stuff and they were around that price. Um, that's one, but it's, it's a rare one. If he wants to, if he's down to give up on the wagon thing, the other car that is available stateside is a 540, um, E39 BMW with a six speed. And, um, and that's a cool car. Very well known. I mean, there's a couple things, you know, cooling system, like all BMWs. And then it has that one cooling system shit underneath the intake manifold but you buy a car that's been Vanos, sorted Vanos too yeah. I think Vanos, yeah. but, so, but it's yeah. like he's coming from a place of like the most complex like you know early 2000s I technology know. and unreliable so like anything else is going to be better right so I mean he could do like a less complicated uh, Audi um, too but uh, you know you could get a pretty decent car for 10 grand under 10 grand like a pretty modern Audi manual but um, you're back to sensors and check engine lights and coolant leaks and all that shit. But, uh, I went right to where you were at art is like, yeah, 850 R wagon is cool. Um, T5 R would be cool. Um, what about, it's kind of rare and it's not much of a wagon, but an IS 300, uh, the uh, Sportback or whatever they're called. Sportback. Yeah. Oh, that's not and no manual though. No manual, no. right? They made a manual in the sedan, the sedan the, in the sedan. later years, not when they were launched or whatever. But yeah, and then of course the fucking low hanging fruit here is a Subaru, which I'm mm. not, I will not recommend. But well, also yeah. like, I mean, what a Subaru a WRX wagon or something or what? Yeah, WRX wagon or even a legacy wagon? Do they do like an yeah, Outback? Yeah, like those aren't that fast. Though. I mean, it's 240 no, horsepower, but they they were never like. How about a Forester first gen manual? Second gen manual with the turbo. Or, yeah. yeah, the second XT, gen right? Turbo. Is that what it is? The XT? Yeah. It's like yeah, it's the XT, XT yeah, second two, gen, 2. So like liter. a 2000, I don't know, 2006, 7 ish yeah. uh, turbo that, manual. That's find one that dope. has some upgrades already, you know? Yeah. But someone's done a little bit of the, the, the hard work, but not too, uh, not too slammed with a st- stuffed animal hanging off the rear bumper. Yeah. Those are cool, though. They're good. They're look. Cool. I think they look kind of good too and they have such a rad greenhouse yeah um, yeah i went straight cooler. to a non-wagon my first car e uh w210 e55 oh okay. uh sedan i think that would be a really good car they're pretty robust and i don't think they you know they have they're gonna need things it's an older car but they don't have any that i know of any like real big issues like the yeah. other cars we've been talking about um mm. i think yeah uh i know nick um has one well, he just uh, drove cross country in his. Yeah. And his window regulator just broke too the other day, but still, you know, that's going to ah, happen. You know, all cars. cars that'll happen eventually. Yeah. Dude, and then so- I was thinking, how about like a, it's not that fast, but you can get like a TSX wagon. They look pretty good. Yeah. Um, and they, that's a rare one. I think one they too. come in a manual. Or maybe not. I don't know the wagon. Huh. So, yeah, so I mean, the other one that I was going to throw out there, but this is gnarly, though, um, interior-wise. You have to find a grandpa-spec, like, super perfect, pristine one, and I'm sure it'll be ten grand. How about a first-generation CTSV sedan manual? Jesus Christ. Oh, they're <laughs> so... They have, they have some major issues, dude. Oh, like, really? We're not talking just coolant. We're talking, like, the differentials and, like... Oh, really? Yeah, they're... Yeah. They've... They're kind of cool, but yeah, that interior is horrible. The interior is GM is ice from that era, yeah. Yeah. But not bad looking. Yeah, what about 2008 I or would, whatever? If he's like used to the German stuff, and obviously an all-road is the one of the scariest propositions, I mean, just a fucking three-series wagon, manual. Yeah. They're out there, and they're pretty capable, and uh, they kind of fit the bill, and they're definitely under 10 grand, so I would, I would kind of start there. Not very fast, though. Yeah, really slow. Yeah, but I mean, an all-road isn't. I mean, they can quick. be. They're obviously all turbo. All-road's pretty can, quick, though. It's 250 yeah. horse stock, and it goes pretty. A 330i manual will feel more nimble than that all-road. So I, I will say that's e4. probably not oh, true because they only, they, only they only made the all-wheel drives, right? Right, and uh, and the otherwise you and have to get like a 320 And they don't feel that nimble. Those things whatever. feel heavy. And no, they didn't only make all, all-wheel drive. Oh, really? I'm thinking um, I feel like everyone I see is... E46. I don't think they made E46 330i manual wagons for the U.S. market. I think I think it was just 328s. Might, might have been a 28, yeah. But, but I, are I most of them XIs? I feel like I, like I drove Kevin at AutoWorks Detailings, mm. and, you know, it just felt like very – it didn't feel quick, and it felt heavy and big. They are mostly XIs, but they're not all. I almost bought okay. one. That's why I, I'm referencing that. But um, 
Yeah. I think it'll feel better and more nimble and more fun to drive than an all road. Yep. All road just had all roads have balls though. They're fast compared to that. Like like they are way faster. That's why I went straight to a a straight to a 540i manual, right? E39. That's a cool car with a sport pack. That's a good one. Um, and you can get a good one for 10 grand, like a really nice one, you know, well-maintained. But you're talking sedan, right? Yeah, sedan. wagon. Yeah, but you don't, yeah. you yeah. can't get a Not manual. Not a manual. Yeah. No, but there are converted cars out there that you can get for 10 grand. That's why I went W, awesome. uh, my choice is uh sedan, W210, E55. Oh, but yeah, well, manual though, no manual. Oh, fuck, they don't make a manual. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. Fuck no. Oh, yeah. the manual thing close. is so tough. Yeah. 328i wagon, get the nicest one you can find for seven grand, and you'll be stoked. I'd rather have a 528i wagon. Yeah, I would too. I would go with that manual. Yep. Yep. Manuel. If you can find it. Good luck. Good luck to you, and good night. All right, that's podcast. Man, right on the dot. One hour, one minute. You're good, Warren. You're good. We try. We try. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Later. Bye. Adios. I'll take a fucking musty dog smoking a cigarette in the passenger seat over there. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, Yeah, it really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.